Yeah, thanks for doing this stuff. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. You know, I got to tell you, like, the best podcasts I've ever done have been in people's houses. No shit. Absolutely. 100%, man. Like, when I go and it's like a big fancy studio, it's like, you're compensating for something. You go to somebody's house, you have a conversation. Tends to be, I think, a lot more, uh, yeah. you know. All right. Slate one. Interesting. Slate two. For people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Slate three. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, people like it's, it's, uh, you, I don't know. I feel like the, the people that are listening, it's a more engaging conversation as opposed to like sitting in a, in a studio and That's- being like. You know, official. <laughs> right. Yeah. This is definitely this is definitely not that. Love it. Faded. Cut two. Exterior. Interior. Restaurant. Bar. Club. Day. Night. What's going on, everyone? Thank you for watching Restaurant Fiction, the show reviewing fictional restaurants, bars, and clubs in TV and film. My name is Monis Rose. Today, we are bringing you the fictional uh, food hall of sorts, onsen, Japanese bathhouse, Yubaba's bathhouse from the film Spared It Away. And our guest of honor is none other than celebrity chef Duff Goldman, a.k.a. Ace of Cakes, even though he hasn't really been the Ace of Cakes for many of years. I mean, we hold that name near and dear to our hearts, Duff Goldman. Duff Goldman is on. We met him back this last year in New York City doing a Food Network shoot. All right, so anyway, this is going to be a very powerful episode. Duff discusses the difference between teaching and being a mentor, and also he graced us with bringing a delectable sweet. So here is our review of Yubaba's Bathhouse, all things baking, all things Duff. Let's go. So Restaurant Fiction guys, gals, we went to Japan, right? And I just want to break down Japan, that when you go to Japan, you want to go to a bathhouse. You want to go to an onsen. The ones that we pick or the one that we picked was Yubaba's bathhouse. That's right. Why? Why? It's because of the food. That's it. We smell the food even coming in. It's like this frozen in time food stall that you get. It's almost like a night market fair. You get this like greasy pork loin chasu porks and you get fish heads and you and you get um, dumplings, but a lot more fried food. It's a frozen in time food stall. I don't really want to say it's Taiwanese night market, Japanese night market, but that's 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 like the outside and you just want to like gobble it all up. You want to gobble it all up. But the thing is, even with this food, tomato, tomato, if it's good or not, it's not really made with love. And then you go, you go inside the bathhouse and the bathhouse, it it serves, it serves almost like the, the, the spirit world. And in terms of the food there, you're getting the tempuras, you're getting the mochis, you're getting the candies. You're almost getting these gluttonous treats, which I understand. I understand that it's for everyone in a real diverse uh, 
array of sorts, but once again, not made with love, not made with care. It's just like, here you go, have at it, be a be a fucking pig. Like, like that's really it. Now, where is the food? Where is the food? The food is actually in just a simple rice ball, you know, because the rice ball, kind of like when you're in say, real Japan, you go to, say, a family mart, you go to a Lawson's, you go to a 7-Eleven. I mean, and even at the most basic level, the rice ball is how you measure. The rice ball is good. And it not just gives you sustenance, especially when it's given to you by someone who cares about you, but loves you, that really wants you to succeed, not just on your journey, but in life. You know, I mean, this rice ball, this, uh, like, Sticky yet delicate, yet f- almost flavorful with just enough salt rice ball. It's more than just fuel. It's like that super and leaded that's going to just get you through so you can go to the next level on your growth. Like that movie, uh, it's just such a work of art. I mean, just the like where it starts, where it takes you, where it ends up. I mean, it's a, it is such a, like, it's, it's just a fever dream of a journey. You know, I mean, it really, the, 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 the way that I watch it is as if I were asleep, because when you start to try to make any sense of that movie, uh, like after you wake up and you're like, man, I had the weirdest dream. And it was like, I was, you know, like in a pickle bath and all of a sudden like a hippo showed up and he, you know, read to me Khalil Gibran, right? And you're just like, what? You know, you wake up, like, that makes absolutely no sense. And like Spirit Away, kind of the same thing. It kind of doesn't make any sense, but it really, when you watch it as if you were asleep, as if you're dreaming, it just, it, it just makes sense. Right? Oh, now we're on a train in the middle of the water. And wait, now I'm at Ubal. No, oh, now that's her sister. Okay, got it. Oh, now we're learning. Okay, like, you know, it's just like the, you get these sort of revelations along the way. And I feel like it's, I don't know, man, it, that that movie, when you suspend your logic, it's it's just glorious. That food in the, in the market before they get to the bathhouse, I love to eat like that, right? Not like, ah, you know, ah, ah, but I like eating that style of food, right? That that's my sort of happy place. I like street food. I like night markets. I like wet markets. I like really relatively dirty places. I don't know. I just like it. I like eating outside. I like watching other people eat. My wife gets mad at me because I watch people eat. And if we're out and people are eating, I'm always like, look at this. Like gonna be eating that, you know. Like, and it's not like creepy. It's just I love seeing people enjoy themselves. It makes me happy to see somebody else eating. Just mm, the spaghetti, man, is great, you know. And it's just like, yeah, it looks great. Look at you, you're loving it, you know. Like, I love that. I love, I love seeing. It. I think that's why, uh, you know, I'm I'm good at, at cooking is because I like seeing people enjoy things, um, and that's the way that I like to eat. Now the I understand Sen's dad's enthusiasm, right? They get there and there is just piles of sausage and 
game hens and fried, you know, little bits and, you know, bowls of this and soup and steam and just smells just happening. And you see it all. You're just like, ah, I want to eat all of this right now. I 100% understand where he was coming from. Right. And then he's looking at there's nobody here. I'm in a market. There's nobody here. I'm not not eating this food. There's nobody here. Right. I'm going to eat it. You know, maybe they're all, I don't know. And like, it's fresh. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing, they're doing calisthenics. It's like in a little Washington, right? They're doing calisthenics before service or something. Who knows where they are, but there is all this food. It is hot. It is fresh. I am not letting this go to waste because these egg rolls are not going to get any better in five minutes. <laughs> inside you have like the ghost face spirits and i mean just gobbling everything you have the garbage spirit the you know that also gobbles everything and then flushes it all out yeah. like <laughs> he felt so good after that too right he was so like oh man thanks i've had a, i've had a couple of moments like that <laughs> where you're just like oh god yeah that feels better <laughs> Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, but what what is that? By the way, I wanna I wanna taste this. Taste oh, one, yeah. taste one with me. Let's let's so, break bread together. Absolutely. Quick. Breaking bread, restaurant fiction. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Rachel, what are what are we having right now? What this is, is this? uh peanut butter halva with raisins. And how did you put the love into this? Um so when you are cooking sugar, sugar goes through many, many, many stages, right? There is, as it cooks, it goes through like um, like the thread stage, it goes through the ball stage, and it goes through the crack stage. And all those stages are is just describing the texture of that sugar once it cools down. So you cook sugar up to like 220 something, starts getting into the thread stage. And that's when you can sort of pull it and it just sort of keeps going and going and going. And that's how you make like cotton candy. Uh, then you keep, you, you raise the temperature and then it gets into the ball stage where when it cools down, you can actually mold it like, uh, like silly putty, right? And it's sort of like this malleable chunk of stuff. Then you get it up to the crack stage and the crack stage is uh, like a lollipop or, you know, hard candy, things like that. But the cool thing about the crack stage is that when you take that and then you add it to some kind of fat, when you took that bite, did you get all those little crunch, crunch, crunch when you bite into it? It's like, <laughs> so what happens is that crack stage, when you pour it into something fatty like peanut butter, um, it crystallizes. Right. And then you, you, you mix it, right. It's kind of, it's almost like making ice cream where like, uh, when you freeze water, it's water, uh, ice is a crystal. So when you freeze water, if you just put a glass of water in your freezer, you get a big chunk of ice. If you freeze that same water while you're spinning, it, it becomes slush, right? So when you're making ice cream, it's the same thing. If you don't spin it, uh, it doesn't be, it doesn't get creamy and smooth and and delicious, right? It just becomes sort of a block of icy shards in your mouth. So the love here is when you are when you are really in the moment and you know, okay, like the sugar is very delicate; it can crystallize at any moment. You pour it into that fat, and you're watching and watching. It's about 28 seconds that you mix it. 
So you you pour the sugar in there and you mix and you mix and you're watching the timer and you're watching the peanut butter, watching the timer, watching the peanut butter and making sure it looks exactly right. As soon as you're done, stop the mixer, get it out, put it in a pan and leave it alone. Don't touch it. And that, that, uh, that sort of presence comes from knowing that if I do this wrong, th- this halva would be dry. You know, it would, it would kind of get this like, chalky sort of consistency. But if I don't do it long enough, it's just going to be a big messy goo. Right. And that's, I think where the love comes is because there is a very specific texture that I want you to have when you bite into that. So it's tiny little sugar crystals that when you bite through that, this is creamy peanut butter, right? Creamy peanut butter is like velvet. When you, when you fill it up with those sugar crystals, it really becomes a whole new thing. There you go. <laughs> God damn it. That was that was beautiful. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. No, sugar's was, sugar's incredible. Like it's not just like here you go. Right? I mean, like there was there was love in the rice ball and when something like just like this halva that you brought us? Halva. Halva. Yeah. Halva that you brought us. <laughs> by the way, um you know, it's given with love. I'm sure this was made with love. It was. It yeah, was it made was. with fucking love. I mean, you that's know? what I do. That's yeah, what, yeah it, it's, I can tell you, man, it's uh, like you hear, there's sometimes you'll hear a chef and people say, okay, well, you know, what's your secret ingredient, right? And they'll be like, oh, my secret ingredient is love. And you can tell they're like totally not really being truthful. There are other times when a chef will tell you the secret ingredient is love and you absolutely believe them because it's a hundred percent true, right? There is a, there is a real ingredient of love that you put in something and it is the craft of what you do. It is the articulation of a physical experience that you are crafting for somebody else. Like, okay, I take a bite of something and it's got, there's a little bit of crunch and then it has a chew and then, ooh, there's a surprise little nugget of that thing in there, right? That is the bite that I sort of had and enjoyed. And then to be able to take that bite and recreate it for somebody else, be like, I had this amazing thing and I want you to taste this. And then they taste it and they bite and they have that same experience that you do. They don't have to articulate it the way you do. I'm a chef. That's my job, right? My job is to give something to somebody else and be like, wow, that's delicious. They don't have to, you know, think about the terroir and the textures and the, you know, the techniques and, you know, all that stuff. They don't, you want somebody just to enjoy something. And I think that's what you're getting at. Like when you prepare something where you're like, I want you to have this and I want you to experience this. And I want you to get to that emotional place that this thing made me feel. I hope this works. You know, that is making something with love. And I think that's the thing about that rice ball. It's very simple. It's, you know, definitely seasoned, right? There's probably some rice vinegar in there. There's probably a little bit of sugar in there, maybe some mirin or something like that, tiny bit of soy sauce. Um, But that simple thing created with love obviously just has a, you you just know, people just know. You don't have to be a, you know, a a gourmand to, to, to know when you taste somebody's like delicious pecan pie, right? You know, like, oh man, like you can tell. You know, and I think it's uh, it's something it's very accessible too. you really love 
mentoring and teaching. Yeah. Now there is, where do you find though the balance? This is a new question of being a mentor versus a teacher, because like a mentor is just like, okay, fail and get back up. Like you're good. You have that inner confidence, like that Yoda, whereas Luke Skywalker and Yoda's just sleeping being like, yeah, fail and fail. Like, like I, I believe in you, but just fail. You're good. Like, oh, you're hurt. Okay. Get back up. Like, I mean, how versus teaching and being like, okay, 350, like don't get burned a little more, maybe not hands on, but yeah, a little more hands on. Like what's that balance of teacher? Yeah. Teaching is like, all right, listen, um, there are, you know, different protein contents in flour, right? And if you want a nice chewy bagel, you need like a 13% high gluten flour. And if you want, you know, a good cake, you want all purpose, you know, 11 and a half percent. You want, you're going to make, a, you know, angel food cake or, you know, fine pastries. You're going to want like, a, you know, like a 9% flour. The reason why you want that is because the more protein, the beefier and more proteiny something is. So a bagel, you know, it's got a lot of chew. If you get a croissant, you have to chew it like a bagel. It's not a very good croissant. If you get a bagel and it just kind of falls apart, it's not a very good bagel. So you need different kinds of flour. That's what teachers do, right? Teachers teach you those things. Like this is the chemistry behind biting something that's made with flour. A mentor is more of, all right, um... I don't know. Well, like here's like here's the door. You know, you got to walk through it, right? I'm I'm going to I'm going to teach you like I'm going to show you my enthusiasm for this thing or whatever it is, my my understanding, my wisdom, the satisfaction, whatever it is about this thing that I love, I'm going to show that to you. And then it's your choice. You can see that and then understand that maybe this mentor is thinking about things on a much deeper level than I am. And I'm not T and then the, the, you know, if I'm the mentor, the mentor is sort of showing you that there is a deep understanding of something that you're not at yet. And you, you're not going to get there for a long time, but that mentor is helping you to understand that there is a path that you need to walk. If you want to get there, you know, and I, I, I think that, like that distinction I think is kind of personal for me just because like we all go through those periods in our lives when we think we know everything and you just don't cause you're a punk ass, you know? And it takes a special kind of person to help you see your journey objectively. Um, because that is really difficult to do when you're in your late teens, early twenties, right? You'd be like, Oh no, I got this the world is mine. You know, it's like, hold on, take a breath, you know, and under you, there, there's a way that you want there. You, I know what you want. You think you need to get there this way. And I need to show you that there's another path that you need to take yourself. You need to walk this path. And I think that probably is the difference between a teacher and a mentor. I think. I don't know. That's a tough question. No, I love that. That was was awesome. But you also have to do both, you know, and that's important. There's times when you have to be like, look, I just need to tell you information. And then there's other times where you need, like, I need to show you how to learn information for yourself. And those are two different things. 
And also, right. And with both, you're developing your own voice. I mean, especially with the the door part, you you're kind of forced. Like you have to really truly deep into your dip into your authentic self. You have to, right? I mean, you you just you cannot you can't exist just being a parrot. You know, parrots. I mean, you can. Like then there's plenty of people that do, but like not if to, to, I don't know. I like a lot of times people ask like, you know, what's the meaning of life? And honestly, or what's the secret? What's the, you know, what that, whatever that question is. And I, to me, the, 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 the most important thing I think for anybody is, uh, is curiosity, curiosity and enthusiasm will take you so far because when you are curious about anything or in my case, everything, uh, it just leads to places. It leads to questions being asked and, you know, it leads to other journeys taken journeys of, of sort of exploration and discovery. And, uh, that's what I want to sort of like, you know, show people the thing that I love about baking. The thing I love about this is that, Baking is the kind of, it's the kind of thing where you can never have baked anything in your life, get a recipe for a chocolate chip cookie and bake it and make a perfectly decent chocolate chip cookie. And then you can spend the rest of your life getting better at it. The rest of your life. And you think that when you're a kid, there's just this, you're going to hit this point. There's this, there's this point that you hit. That's like, okay, cool. Now I got it. Now I'm a chef right? Or now I'm a master. Now I'm whatever it is. And then the older I get, the the longer I do this, the more I realize that uh, there, I am never, ever, ever going to know everything there is to know about baking. Nobody is. There's so much to know. And I'm never going to get bored because there's always something new to learn. And you're a student your entire life. I've never made halva before. That's my first one. I mean, it's it's pretty fucking fantastic. It could it could be better. It's good. I love it, but it it definitely needs some salt. Hey everyone, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe if you obviously liked what you heard, liked what you saw, and obviously we have a slew of other episodes from audio only to now visual to now video on YouTube, on Spotify, on iTunes, wherever you listen, wherever you watch Restaurant Fiction. All right, so if you want to know all things Duff, I mean, he's out there. He's on the socials. He's on the Food Network. Just IMDB him as well. I mean, I think he's on Gold Belly or his products are on Gold Belly. I mean, he's out there. He is a marvelous, magnificent human being. Please, please, please support all the great things, all the great projects, all the great television he does and is doing consistently, constantly, and continuously. That was a lot of C's. Anyway, as for me with Restaurant Fiction, like I said, please like and subscribe. Also, you can hit me up, monis at restaurantfiction.com. We'd love to hear from you if there is a fictional restaurant, bar, and club in TV and film that we have not yet said, not yet reviewed, or a guest you would like to see, a filmmaker, a creative, a celebrity chef, please let us know. We will get him or her, they on. Yeah. All right. That's enough. Remember, everyone, keep it real, keep it fresh, 
and keep on the flip side. Fade in. Cut to. Exterior. Interior. Restaurant. Bar. Club. Day. Night. Action.